Well, it's my uh, pleasure to welcome you to uh, this first, maybe last, can't tell, depends on the crowd, but um, kind of report to alumni about the university. One of the really great uh, reasons for being chancellor of university is that you are surrounded with talent. And one of the big challenges is that it's so extraordinarily difficult to communicate to people how talent, talented the university community is. So for just one example of that, which could be strung across the disciplines of the university, I'd like to introduce the UNL Jazz Combo One Jazz Band, a group of students. Uh, they're directed by Dr. Eric Richards. There are Paul Kruger on trumpet, Brandon Holloman on sax, Tommy Vandenberg on trombone, Bobby Kunkel on piano, Sean Murphy on bass, Andy Schneider on drums, and they will play a couple of pieces for you and then I'll come back and talk about the state of the university. So, gentlemen.
Thank you all very, very much. It's a pleasure to be here on this, uh, this beautiful Friday. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I, I just, spring, spring is finally in the air, so we're all really enjoying it here. Um, that first tune we performed was a tune entitled Seven Steps to Heaven by the legendary trumpet player Miles Davis. And uh, this group uh, just has this privilege of traveling to Greeley, Colorado next Wednesday to go to, a, there's an annual jazz festival at the University of Northern Colorado. So we're gonna go perform there and get to see some great musical groups. It's just gonna be a wonderful educational experience. But uh, one of the tunes we will be performing at Greeley is entitled The Flip Side by a, um, I say, young and up-and-coming jazz saxophonist, kind of contrary to athletes. Um, athletes, when they're young and up-and-coming, can be 22, 23 years old, but this guy's actually in his mid-30s, but he's an, an up-and-coming saxophonist named Jaleel Shaw. So I hope you enjoy this tune. It's entitled The Flip Side. Thank you very much once again.
Thank you, that's great. Um, let me talk about the state of the university as I see it uh, right now. Um, I can say as a general proposition that your University of Nebraska is a player in the constellation of public higher education in the country. I think we are, uh, given the progress that we've made, known across the country for the progress we've made in undergraduate education. We are a known quantity in terms of uh, the federal agencies that fund research. And we are increasingly known across the world in terms of uh, our international engagements uh, with universities and governments that we've uh, focused on. We've gotten there by having two priorities and focusing on them uh, in a continuous way. The two priorities are undergraduate education and research, uh, and we have made great progress in both. In terms of undergraduate education, just the numbers uh, that I've collected seem startling even to me. But since 2000, our six-year graduation rate has risen from 47 to almost 65 percent. The national awards our students get in terms of Goldwaters and Trumans and those kinds of things have gone from five to 21 a year. Our students of color uh, among the student body has increased from 6% to almost 10%. Non-residents have increased from 11% to 24%. Of the top 10% of the uh, kids graduating from high schools in Nebraska in the year 2000, 29% of them came to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Uh, this last year, 38% of them came to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And we've been able to accomplish all of that in terms of enrollment growth, in terms of uh, significant diversifying of the student body, while increasing the average ACT to the highest point in the history of the university. We're now over 25 as an average. Uh, we were recently ranked by U.S. News and World Report, my favorite newspaper, news magazine these days, uh, as the most popular public university in the country. And we are third of all universities in the country in terms of popularity. Uh, popularity, as they define it, is of the number of students that we admit, what percentage come to UNL. And our percentage is somewhere around 75 to 77 percent. And as I say, it's a higher percentage than all other public universities in the country. It shows us that uh, UNL is no longer a uh, institution of last resort, but that students are coming here as their first choice. In terms of research, uh, again, looking over the course of the period from 2000 to the current, our federal research expenditures in the year 2000 were $37 million. Today, it's $80.4 million. Our total research expenditures from all sources in 2000 was 136 million, today it's 216 million dollars per year. We are now within the top 30 universities around the country in terms of, of research, uh, and we see great opportunities to enhance that. More significantly, the research at this university is taking place at every corner of the university, throughout all disciplines. Uh, of course, it's in the sciences, and you can, we can talk either about the Andrew Project, where your university is the lead university in an international coalition that is doing uh, core drilling in the Antarctic to look for signs of climate change. 
to our National Center of Excellence in Virology, where we study the impact of viruses on plants, animals, and human beings, to our laser facility, where we have one of the world's most powerful lasers. It can create more power than the sun, but only, for, of course, for a split second. Uh, and it is buried in an up-to-date facility south of Memorial Stadium. So should you see an Oklahoma quarterback suddenly disappear, uh, you will know that we have a secret weapon at our disposal. Um, and we are also, if you've read about the new uh, high-energy collider in Switzerland, uh, that is, will expand our knowledge of both the beginnings of the universe and about materials generally. Uh, UNL is one of six tier two sites in the country that receives the data from uh, that collider and distributes it to other universities around the country. In the social sciences, we have major grants training counselors on family policy. We study drugs in the high school. We do child mental health. In education, we probably lead the country in terms of our uh, efforts to enhance math as taught in K through 12. Uh, we have numerous projects, all of them funded, that engage with the public school system and with public school teachers to enhance math education, a critical feature if we're to compete in the world uh, in engineering and science. In the humanities, we are the top program in the digital humanities where we bring the information uh, from the humanities, digitize it, and achieve new insights into uh, what Walt Whitman was saying, what Willa Cather was saying, what the historical implications are of advances around the world. In agriculture, we are a leader in e-extension, uh, in plant transformation, where we are the only university in the country that can transform plants in the laboratory through genetic manipulation, but also grow them to commercial scale to see if, if those plants actually work at a commercial uh, scale. We have probably the leading, we are probably the leading state and university in terms of feedlot research, uh, consistent with our leadership in the cattle industry. And even the law school uh, has a major federal grant from NASA to produce uh, the only space and telecommunications law program uh, in a law school in this country. So we're very proud of what we've been able to achieve and very excited about uh, the future. Our initiatives going forward, uh, I would mention a few. Uh, first, in undergraduate education, this fall will be the first year that the entering class will be subjected to our achievement-centered education general education program. Uh, it is a program designed to speak to and to assure that all students who graduate from the university, regardless of major, regardless of specialty, have certain skills, knowledge, and experiences uh, in common. Uh, that our faculty was able to come together and, and answer a very simple but extraordinarily important question. What should a graduate of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln have? Uh, regardless of whether they're in engineering or business or history or uh, anything else. And they came up with a series of 10 skills or knowledges that uh, every student should have. There's a cluster of intellectual and practical skills, the ability to write, the ability to communicate orally, the ability to do math computations, the ability to do formal reasoning. There's a cluster of knowledge uh, components that students should have. They should understand the scientific method. They should understand historical perspective. 
They should understand the critical evaluation that the humanities provides. They should understand how social science impacts on our understanding of how people react in a society. Uh, they should exercise individual and social responsibilities by being confronted with ethical principles and having an awareness of their role in the global environment. And they should most importantly be able at the end of their experience here to integrate these abilities and capacities to solve problems and to meet the challenges that they will face in their adult lives. Um, the class that enters in next September will be expected to interact with each of these, to acquire these, and most importantly, to demonstrate that they've acquired them at the end. This is a program that moves beyond checking of boxes in terms of formal courses that were taken to a program that requires students to demonstrate uh, that they've achieved uh, these objectives. Uh, also in the undergraduate arena, uh, we're uh, working hard to continue to enhance our honors program. Uh, the Rake School, uh, which is the Rake School in, in Computer Science and Business Management is a leading program of its kind around the world. Uh, it benefits from an extraordinary uh, uh, advice from a board of directors that represent the major information technology companies in, in this country. Uh, I was told last night that uh, this entering class will have at least four students in, that in the Rake School that have perfect ACT scores. Uh, and it has set up a pattern of excellence that has permeated the rest of the undergraduate curriculum. We are, of course, continue to work on diversity. Uh, we will be excited to open the Gone Multicultural Center as an attachment to the Student Union, uh, which will be symbolic of this university's commitment to diversity. Um, it will be more difficult to continue our momentum there because of Initiative 424, which the people of Nebraska adopted uh, last November, which uh, precludes us, unlike most other universities around the country, from using race and gender as one factor in terms of admissions and scholarships and faculty hiring. But uh, we are nonetheless committed to diversity as uh, a way of life and as important to the quality of this institution. And we will comply with the law and we will find ways to uh, continue that momentum. On the research side, uh, certainly the most major initiative is the development of Innovation Campus. This is an effort to capture the economic value of our enhanced research for the benefit of the people of Nebraska. Uh, there are enormous economic potentials arising out of our research. Uh, if you look at the economy across the country, you realize that public se pub private sector companies have withdrawn uh, in large measure from funding of basic research, and yet they also know that their ability to stay at the cutting edge and to capture and commercialize innovation is critical to their success. And so what's happened is that basic research has now been largely left to research universities, but that private sector companies tend to want to partner uh, in public-private partnerships so that they have access to the basic research that comes out of those universities. So our vision for Innovation Campus as we've articulated before, is to create a culture of innovation, a place where private sector companies can meet university researchers uh, for the benefit of both, and we hope to attract private sector companies to that property. 
Uh, I'm pleased uh, this morning to announce that we've uh, engaged in a fairly long process to develop some consultants uh, to help us move forward on that project. The property becomes ours next January, but in the interim we are obliged, and it makes sense to do so in any event, to do a master plan for the property and also to, do, to develop a business strategy of moving forward. And uh, through an RFP process and a fairly long uh, engagement with a variety of firms across the country, we have uh, reached agreement with uh, two, consult two teams of consultants, uh, which we will go to the Board of Regents next Friday and ask permission to engage. For the master planning consultant, uh, we, in we would uh, intend to engage with Smith Group JJR. Uh, it is a planning group out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. It has had broad experience in university master planning uh, and most recently has done Minnesota's East Gateway Bioscience Research District, Clemson's International Center for Auto Research, and other similar developments that clearly have aspects of the kinds of development that we are uh, trying to uh, implement at former State Fair Park. Uh, Smith Group will use uh, some local firms in support uh, to Omaha, well, mostly Omaha firms, Earhart Griffin Engineering and Alvine Engineering will provide engineering support. Ecocentrics will look at the sustainability issues because we want Innovation Campus to be a leader in, in uh, sustainability construction and RDG planning in Omaha. For the business strategy portion uh, to get us positioned so that we can move forward as quickly as possible, uh, we have, we will recommend to the Board of Regents that we contract with the Noddle Companies of Omaha. Uh, they are most recently the company, the master development for the Village Green Exarban uh, development uh, in Omaha. Uh, that has some aspects uh, similar. It's a multi-use uh, development and they have uh, great experience in that. But more impressively, they have put together a team of national companies that have extraordinary talents with respect to uh, economic development and assessment of technology and the commercialization of technology. And so they will bring to the table with them KMK Consulting of Cincinnati that does, has done a lot of economic development and research park development, a firm called ERA ACOM of Los Angeles that does economic development and will help us look at the strengths of the university and measure those against the marketplace to determine where uh, we are most likely to attract private sector companies. They will use the Kiewit companies for certain aspects of the strategy and research park consultants of Tucson, Arizona. So we are, we believe we've, uh, through these teams, have an extraordinary uh, depth of talent uh, that matches the needs of the university in moving this project forward. In, re in other initiatives with respect to research, there is no reason why Nebraska and the University of Nebraska should not be the world leader in assessing the relationship between agriculture and water. Uh, water is Nebraska's most important resource. It's probably our most plentiful resource, and yes, it, yet it is also probably our most jeopardized resource. Uh, and this is true across the world. If you look globally, you will know that there is great concern 
uh, particularly in developing countries, but uh, across the world in terms of food security, in terms of where food supplies are going to come from as water resources seem to be uh, claimed by other kinds of uses. Um, and this issue of agriculture and water seems to be a place where the University of Nebraska-Lincoln should play a leadership role. And it will be one of our major initiatives over the course of the next uh, few months is to develop a, a global initiative with respect to water and agricultural use. Similarly, life sciences, as it supports agriculture, is a critical, of critical importance for us. Um, agriculture is and will continue to be an extraordinarily important industry for Nebraska. Uh, we know that there is great opportunities and great challenges there, and if we are to meet those challenges through science, uh, we need to have a cutting-edge molecular uh, life science initiative. Uh, we have recently invited a team of eight scientists from around the country to review what uh, our activities are in that area, primarily in the Institute of Agriculture, but not exclusively. We expect a report from them within the next two or three weeks that will outline where they see our strengths and where they see uh, we could make a difference. Uh, and we hope to make investments that assures us that uh, into the future, this university will be supportive of the efficiency and the success of the agricultural industry. A third area is in the area of construction. Um, uh, we recently, about two years ago, formed the Durham School of Architectural Engineering and Construction. It was done, it is uh, uh, a program that is headquartered in Omaha, but has uh, programs in Lincoln as well. It speaks to a significant uh, industry, both in Omaha and Lincoln, uh, and it creates a great opportunity for us, not only to serve that industry, but to do research that will serve the construction industry generally. Similarly, we will, in September, form an external review committee of uh, experts from the industry and from academia to come and look at our programs, uh, to look at what the faculty think are uh, critical areas of importance, and they will develop a report and we will uh, use that to advance uh, the Durham School. The Durham School has great opportunities. It has a, a wonderfully large private endowment behind it, and it creates an opportunity for the university to, to achieve some significant success. A fourth area is early childhood education. Uh, none of us need to be reminded that uh, if the United States is going to be competitive in the global economy coming into the future, that education and our ability to maximize the talents of our young people is going to be critical to our success. And we also know that if kids don't get a good start before they get to kindergarten, it will be much more difficult for them uh, to catch up afterwards. We have in our College of Education and Human Sciences and in other places around the university a core of social sciences and others that have nationally recognized expertise in childhood, early childhood education. And it is an area that we need to make uh, some investments uh, and we need to maximize their impact. 
Uh, we, they have a number of programs currently, a number of federal grants. We are partnering with the Grand Island School System to do a program in rural language and literacy connections. And our early efforts show that you can, in fact, impact. But even with uh, uh, students that are, are that for whom English is not the language they hear at home, you can impact their ability uh, to speak, uh, their literacy ability in English, and other things that they will need if they're going to be successful in schools. Uh, we have the School Readiness Project, which is funded by the National Institutes of Child Health and Human Development, in which uh, the effort is to bring parents and communities and schools together to create a strong, supportive relationship for children, which tends to correlate with their ability to be successful academically. Uh, so we're very uh, excited about the potential there, and that's another area that we'll be pushing forward in the years to head. With respect to uh, more general initiatives, uh, it is one of them is to globalize and to internationalize this university. Uh, I say that without implying that we haven't been an engaged, uh, engaged in the world before. Uh, this university indeed has a long tradition of global engagement. Uh, in the 50s, we created a university in Turkey. Uh, in the 70s, we created a university in Colombia. Uh, and it's now time that we expand that effort, uh, both on behalf of our students and on behalf of our faculty. Uh, the students that are in the university today will inevitably, no matter what field they go into, need to interact in a global economy as their adults if they're going to be successful. Uh, they're going to have to interact with people who uh, may speak English, but it's more difficult to understand than uh, American-slanged English. Uh, they, they're going to have to interact with people that come from different cultures and to pick up on different cultures and to know how to negotiate with them, how to interact with them, how to partner with them. Uh, so we have a major effort to both create partnerships abroad that would be maximize the opportunities for our students, and also to bring international students to this campus uh, to interact with the general student population. Uh, we have tended to focus on, a, on two or three countries, uh, but certainly our faculty and, and other co and colleges are uh, engaged in this process around the world. But the most visible ones, I guess, so far is our activities in China, uh, where we have successfully uh, convinced the Chinese government to fund a Confucius Institute here in, uh, at the university. This is funded by the Chinese government. It provides uh, Chinese language and culture instruction, not only to university students, but to the uh, people of Nebraska who want to take advantage of it. Uh, it has a number of other kinds of programs in terms of, of helping businesses that are interested in doing business in China. Uh, we have taken now uh, one, and this summer we'll take a second group of high school teachers, principals, and superintendents to China to interact with our university partners there so that uh, they can come back and uh, infuse Chinese language and culture into the high school curriculum. Uh, we have two significant uh, partnerships with uh, two of the seven national universities in China, uh, some based on research. We are helping uh, Zhejiang University do some research with respect to agriculture in western China uh, and with Xi'an Jitong University in Xi'an 
uh, we have a partnership agreement in which their students take two years uh, of their undergraduate career in uh, Xi'an and then come to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and complete their degree. This fall, we will receive the first of uh, the partnership uh, students, and it looks like there will be anywhere from 30 to 40 uh, Chinese students here in the undergraduate curriculum uh, completing their degree program. Uh, in India, which is certainly a more recent effort on our part, uh, but we had a very successful trip there, and we have a number of partnerships that are either uh, mature or, uh, or materializing uh, out of that effort. Um, we have long had a relationship with ICRASAT, which is a world non-governmental organization that does that works in trying to provide crops for semi-arid tropical countries, India being one, Africa being another. Fact is that if you get into western Nebraska past about uh, North Platte, you are in semi-arid non-tropical uh, climates, but the plants that grow in India may also grow here. Uh, we've had a long interaction with them with respect to sorghum production, uh, and uh, we've uh, energize that partnership so many of our graduate students will be able to spend some time in India uh, with ICRASAT studying those issues. Uh, we are now the prime consultant to the Indian Government of Ministry of Food Processing uh, for food processing, processing relating to crops. Uh, we signed that agreement uh, when we were in India in February and Several scientists from the ministry will be coming to Lincoln to study what we do and to learn more about uh, how to deal with this. India is an interesting country in that it did not normally have a food processing uh, industry uh, because most people either cooked at home or had somebody cook it at home for them. Uh, but a rising middle class has put significant demands on processed food and we are well positioned to have a major consulting role with respect to that ministry. And we have a number of engineering uh, partnerships that were also developed. And we continue to work uh, in Africa. We have a major laboratory in Africa that is not only UNL sponsored, but UNL managed, uh, that studies HIV AIDS, uh, and also trains Zambians to work in that laboratory and to advance uh, that field forward for that country. Finally, one can't do a state of the university without talking about athletics. Uh, and there I don't have to talk very long because normally the progress is pretty visible and uh, everyone knows it by heart. Uh, but I would add that in addition to the success of the teams that we, that we have, uh, from my standpoint, the most significant advances that we're making and the ones that Nebraskans have traditionally been proud about with respect to our athletic program is that we care about the student part of student athlete as much as the athlete part of student athlete. Uh, the major initiative in the athletic program right now is the development of a life skills program and expansion of the facilities that relate to uh, life skills and academic support for student athletes whose sports create enormous demands on their time but for whom athletic academic achievement is as critically important as for any student. Uh, and we have a good reputation there with uh, more academic All-Americans than any other institution, and we intend to preserve that record. Finally, uh, I can't do a State of the University without talking a bit about the budget. 
this is clearly a troubled economy. Uh, Nebraska is positioned better than most states. The University of Nebraska is positioned better than most public universities with respect to not only our experience this year, but our projection of what our experiences will be next year. Um, and yet we are worried about the, whether the state will have the resources to continue to make significant investments in the university. We hope that it will. We think good investments, this, that higher education is a good investment for the future. Uh, we hope the legislature will find ways to allow us to sustain our momentum. Uh, in this time when we are in a better position than most states, it would be an opportunity for us to take some very giant leaps forward because our competitors are in such disarray at the present time. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that comes out. There are great, there's great uncertainty about state revenue, about how the stimulus package will be awarded, and about other kinds of things. But I am, I am optimistic uh, that uh, whatever happens, uh, that we will manage the resources that we're given in a way to preserve the university, uh, to make it strong, and to make it serve the people of Nebraska. Uh, and to continue to do so into the future. At about this time, uh, in all the speeches I give, I uh, continually am reminded of a student evaluation that I got one time while I was back in my earlier career as a law school professor. Uh, the student wrote on the bottom of the student evaluation, he said, you know, Professor Perlman, if a doctor told me I only had an hour to live, I'd want to spend it in your class. And I saw a student after him, I said, you know, I was deeply touched by that comment. And the student said, I meant it. You can make an hour seem like an eternity. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, I, I, as billed, I would be happy to take uh, questions from the audience. Um, I know there are some press people here who are never shy about asking questions, but I would ask them if they would forestall that for about five minutes and see if there are any alumni that would first like to ask a question. Yes, sir. Uh, the Innovation Campus will be, ask where the Innovation Campus will be located. The Innovation Campus will be on the former State Fair property. Uh, the State Fair moves to uh, Grand Island uh, starting January of 2010. Um, the horse track will remain there until 2012, uh, so we'll have to work around that for a while. But starting in January of 2010, that property will become property of the Board of Regents of the University of Nebraska, and we intend to build it out as a 250-acre campus devoted to innovation. Yes, sir. Uh, Howard Ryan, class of uh, 59. Uh, you mentioned in your, your excellent uh, overview, it's very comprehensive and interesting. You mentioned uh, future atten attention on uh, water resources and agriculture. And I think you mentioned a global initiative or developing global initiatives. Could you uh, speak more about that? Mm -hmm. um, it, it ties with uh, my view that 
uh, world that money, many of the problems that we face as a society are faced around the world. And there is good experience and good knowledge and good expertise around the world to help us not only solve our problems, but to allow us to contribute to solving those problems on an international basis. The issue of food security is a international problem. Uh, and so what I was suggesting was that as we build our capacity to do research with respect to water, uh, and we have done much in the last few years, but as we build that capacity, we want to be mindful and to try and attract to our efforts scholars and information from around the world to do that. It will have very much a global outlook to it. You speak about uh, undergraduate education and hack scores of 25? Yes. Yes. That's really good. Uh, what about those students that are falling under that 25? Okay, how do, you, how do they get into the university? Or do you have a feeder system? Um, well, let, let me be clear that the 25 is an average. And every time you have an average, other than in Lake Wobegon, there are people that fall below it. Uh, there are, there's, you know, there's great talent in the pool of students that are below 25. You know, these are aptitude tests. They're not tests that label you. They have too, unfortunately, a capacity to label, but they don't direct and tell you how you're going to be successful. So uh, we see enormous success in students whose uh, entry credentials were not as high as others, but you know, that's part of the role of a university, is to take uh, kids who have not yet fully exploited their opportunities and their talents to show them how they can do that. Uh, you can get into the university. Our, our, our uh, uh, admissions criteria require a 20 uh, as the low on the ACT. Uh, but, uh, you know, our efforts expand across the horizon. We want to have every student successful within their own context. Uh, now, we do have numbers of students that come to us that transfer to us from community colleges and from uh, other forms of higher education. We value their uh, participation and we work hard to make them successful as well. Yes, Um, I don't buy green bananas, so I don't predict out very far. Um, our current enrollment is about 23,500 when we started the fall semester. Um, it's enormously difficult to predict. Because, uh, we thought we had a good prediction. We thought we could see steady progression, that we would reach 24,000 by this coming fall, which many of us think will press the capacity of many of our, the services we provide to students, and it was uh, we were doing some planning on that. I think the economy will impact those numbers for a while. Uh, and so it's probably unlikely that we will grow next year. It may be that we'll take a step back in terms of enrollment. Uh, but uh, I do see over the long term, as we build the reputation of the university and as we uh, implement programs that, that are designed to create student success and are demonstrated to create student success, we'll see a gradually increasing enrollment. 
but I don't have numbers past next year. Yes, ma'am. I'm wondering with the um, problems of tracking food, has the university done anything on animal identification, crop identification of handling this problem in the food, food industry? Um, yes, I can give you a, a one example. Actually, if you remember back to, I think 2002, there was an E. coli scare um, and it was a faculty member in Lincoln who had developed a DNA technology that could track E. coli from, a, from a, an infected uh, piece of meat back to the, to the herd source. And in fact, that was done. It was tracked back to Canada and essentially protected the American cattle market for that particular year. Uh, our food processing center has uh, just, we have just created a pilot plant in which uh, we can actually look at uh, things that impact food quality and food safety. And there's a great deal of research coming out of there that will help us try and address those issues. Those are critically important issues. They're the kind of issues that we've been engaged in to uh, help the Indian Ministry of Food Processing. They're worldwide. Uh, and it's a critical need and, and one that we're working on. Thanks for your question. Anything else from alumni? Press? Or I'll be happy to meet with you later since you're all hiding back there in the dark somewhere. I can see you. Okay, well then, I appreciate very much your coming and uh, maybe we'll try and do this again sometime. Thank you.